BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome to today's edition of the Rush Limbaugh Show podcast. I am thrilled to be here. It is such an exciting moment. We're heading into Memorial Day weekend. Thanks again for tuning in, for joining the conversation. The number is 800-282-2882. A lot of excitement about this weekend. And I'm walking down the hall. I just got some coffee. I'm in an undisclosed Pennsylvania studio location. I'm walking down the hall, and I hear the music start. I hear the Rush Limbaugh, you know, recognizable globally, recognized globally. I hear the music. Oh, this Rush must be starting. And then it just hit me. Wait a minute. I've got to be on. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Because I've listened, like many of you, I, I listened to Rush for 30 years. So I heard the music, and then I – anyway uh, – the good news, it's Friday, and you know what that means. Live from New York City, it's Open Line Friday! And the uh, the exciting thing about that is we can legally say live from New York because Allie, our call screener, she's in a secret location in New York. Yeah, and so is Mike. We're scattered all over because... The, the governor said we have to be 600 miles apart and wear a mask. It's bittersweet, is it not? Heading into Memorial Day weekend with a pandemic. But before, before I get too far into this segment, uh, I want to share this with you. For people that tuned in today and said, oh, I thought Rush was going to be back. Honey, you said Rush was going to be back. It's Ken. What's going on? Well, uh, Rush actually explained it yesterday, and he he did a better job than me, so here he is. A programming note, ladies and gentlemen, I have decided to take tomorrow off. I'm gassed. I just no other way to say it. So I'm going to take tomorrow off. We have Monday, Memorial Day off. We'll be back here on uh, on Tuesday. And who's the, who's the, we have a guest host? Ken Matthews will be guest hosting tomorrow. We have a standby at all times here in case it's necessary. So um, just, I'm just adding a day to the Memorial Day weekend. 
that doesn't involve blood draws and scans and cancer consultations and so forth. So we'll do that. And then the Monday holiday back here on Tuesday. And there it is. Not only the the uh, number one anchor man in America, the most honest and transparent and candid as well. So thank you, Mr. Limbaugh, for the opportunity. And thank you for for tuning in. You've been uh, thank you for tuning in. Eight hundred two eight two twenty eight eighty two. Now, it is bittersweet. And what I mean by that, we're heading into a Memorial Day weekend for people who know what that is. We're recognizing the people that have lost their lives in defense of our country and our liberties, the men and women that have sacrificed. That's the ultimate sacrifice. So here we are. We're heading in to this time, which is, again, it's always kind of mixed for some people, depending on your relationship to the military, your own involvement, your family's involvement, your uh study of history, whatever it may be. For some people, it's, you know, you fly the flag and you, you have a barbecue and there's nothing wrong with that. And for others, it's a very somber time. But I think one thing we can agree on this year, and this is what, to me, it makes my heart sink, that we're heading into a Memorial Day weekend where there are states that will not let Boy Scout troops put flags on graves. They won't let groups do that. And uh, in the past, my kids did it. They were both in scouts. Uh, and I remember that was, I of all the things we did, at, for me as a scout dad, I was never a leader. But for all the things we did, that to me was the most exciting because I could tell them about their grandfathers and their uncles and men and women in, in our family over the years that were in different areas and uh, of the world in the military. And it's just, it was just a cool time. You know, you've, you got all these kids, these young kids in uniforms and with their American flags and we're going, usually you do it after church on the Sunday before Memorial Day. Sometimes you do it Memorial Day before you have like the scout picnic. But um, a lot of our leftist leaders said no. And I'm like, wait a minute. First, you said we can't go to church if it's over 10 people. So first you now first you said that so we've look at what we've given up just recently and I can't help but wonder if some of those men and women were alive what would they be thinking today when they said well let's why don't we go to church as a family and then we'll head over to the to the memorial and put some flags on some graves and then we'll go to that that picnic at the beach uh that'll be a no a no and a no well, wait a minute. Why? A complete violation of the First Amendment. So we're going to be talking about that. And it is open line Friday. And you know what that means. 800-282-2882. But I was just going through uh, my little pile of preparation here next to the big uh, snurdly stack of stuff. And everybody, uh, it looks like the blue state governors have been the worst with abusing uh, religion. It doesn't surprise me. Uh, but it's, you, you've got ev so many different examples. You have people being fined in Minnesota. Minnesota governor allows 50 people in restaurants, but limits churches to 10. And then several pastors have been fined. Uh, DOJ warns California Governor Newsom, you're discriminating against churches. I don't know if you saw the church in Mississippi sat, I believe it was Mississippi. It might be Alabama. I just caught the tail. Here's here's what happened. I caught the tail end of the report before the show started. And all I heard was an accent. 
And I'm presuming it was in one of those states. But you may remember the church that said, hey, we're going to we're going to congregate and worship our God because that's what the Constitution says. Well, it burnt down. Now, the thing that I found most upsetting, I immediately looked it up online and the comments were despicable. There is a sense of I don't know what it is. Is it anger? Is it resentment? I, I can't help but wonder with these hardcore leftists, what is it? What happened? What happened to you that you're so angry that that you would post after someone's church burned down? Well, it serves you right. You should have listened to the governor. What are you in East Germany? It's scary. By the way, there's a uh, CDC COVID update, and this is legit. I know we have fun on the show, but I just want to give you the the solid updates. There's a new map out that is plotting the second wave. Now, in my opinion, and I'm not a doctor, I never played one on TV, but I did wear a lab coat once. So I could have probably planned Obamacare if I was in the right photo op. The, the most recent CDC COVID update is this. The virus does not spread easily from contaminated surfaces or animals. This is a revision. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that revision. We really appreciate that. Now that we've purchased 800 gallons of hand sanitizer and Clorox wipes. Now let's move to the next CDC update. There is a hidden risk keeping hand sanitizer in your car during hot summer months because flammable liquids in direct sunlight can explode. I just don't understand how this works. Do you? Wipe this off. Don't wipe it off. Wear the mask. Don't wear the mask. Six feet apart. Well, sort of. And now, oh, there's a sanitizer bomb in your car. This is the Rush Limbaugh Show. My name's Ken Matthews, and it's open line. This is the Rush Limbaugh Show. And a, a moment ago, you may have heard before we went into the commercial break, it sounded like I was talking and then what? And that's exactly what happened. I was just talking to to Mike about it, the audio guy. And he said, well, I, I thought you you signaled me telepathically. Because sometimes people wonder how you can be in a, another state uh, or or I often wonder how the Democrat Party can be in a state of delusion. But sometimes you wonder how you can be in another state and communicate. And you, there's kind of a rhythm to it. And uh it's kind of fun and funny at the same time. 800-282-2882, open line Friday. Uh, doctors raising alarms about the effect of a continue a continued coronavirus shutdown. I don't know how I butchered that sentence so horribly, uh, probably because I'm used to calling it COVID. And when I see coronavirus, I just freak. So more than 600 doctors signed on to a letter. They sent it to President Trump. And they were pushing him to end the national shutdown. And they said, we will, we are heading into, and I'm quoting the letter from the doctors. We are head, and it's on foxnews.com, by the way. We're heading into a mass casualty incident with exponentially growing health consequences because according to the doctors, you know, we, we flatten the curve. Those of us that the millions and millions and millions of conscientious Americans that followed these edicts, 
uh, and we flatten the curve, and now we've passed the point. So now we're at diminishing return. Now we're we've let. I think we've passed dim, diminishing returns. I think we're at damaging returns now. And the letters outline a variety of consequences that doctors have observed. Now, obviously, the you've got so many people missing routine checkups um, that can that that can detect things like what's happening now: heart problems, substance abuse, alcohol abuse, financial instability, anxiety, depression. All these things are worse. Every one of these is worse than having COVID, with the exception of death, obviously. But when you look at the numbers of COVID, the description of COVID, the percentages, and the fact that it has a 99, well, 98.8, 98.8 survival rate. So that's an interesting letter, and I, I found it interesting that I only saw this on Fox News, that no one else would cover it. I guess they think all those doctors are medical deniers or something. 800-282-2882. Oh, the phone lines are stacking up now for Open Line Friday. Now, before we get to the phones, I have to share this story with you. Because people are experiencing this around the country. They've, they've emailed us. You know, Rush gets just tons of email. And so many people have emailed the show and... Our separate shows around the country, those of us that do talk radio and, and that are live and really following this story. This is a story of Bernardsville, New Jersey, a gift shop owner. She was charged with operating her business illegally the day before yesterday. She was charged in New Jersey. Now, the reason I want to point this out to you is how it went down. Now, I know you're familiar with these um hair salon and 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 spa owners and all these different people that are just trying to get back to work and they're following the protocol and what's so heartbreaking about this you her name her name is Catherine that's her first name now the video is long so I'm not I don't have time to play it on the show today we have too many things too many moving parts today but I put it on my Facebook page at Ken Matthews when you see the video go 1 hour and 55 minutes into it, go 155, just just pull, pull it over, just pull the mouse. And that's when the police show up at the store and it's all recorded. And what is sad about it is here is a woman who had her store closed. She was in her store with one other employee. They were distancing and they were selling things online. Like many, many people have done with Facebook Live, they've gone online. They said, look, our store is closed, but you can go online or you can come by curbside pickup. We'll show you some of the products that are we have. We've all seen this. Now, I want you to listen to the story here from New Jersey and tell me what it reminds you of. The police department has been monitoring all essential and non-essential business operations in the borough for compliance with emergency executive orders, said Chief Kevin Valentine. The members of the police department are sympathetic to the difficulties facing our community. Our officers try to solicit compliance with the executive orders that are in place to protect the health and safety of all citizens. When a complaint is made, we investigate it and take action. Pay close attention to this because this drives me crazy because I know the crime rates in New Jersey (laughs) because I live right next door in Pennsylvania. So when a complaint is made, when that neighbor, 
when that fellow business owner or what do they used to call them? Rats or snitches. When that fellow business owner snitches, we are going to take action. Uh, yeah, I think someone's not wearing a mask. I see him. I see him moving around in there trying to make a living to feed their family. All units respond. The Bernardsville Police Department received a complaint at 1.57 p.m. last Saturday about ongoing business operations at the Country Home Store. At 3.07, they received another complaint. That's two complaints. Uh, what's, your, what's your emergency? Yeah, um, there are some hardworking Americans working hard. All right, we're on our way. Not, this is where we are heading into Memorial Day weekend. After the second complaint, the chief, the chief responded on this one. Now, I do not know, because you hear the chief, you see the officer. I couldn't tell if the chief was in full tactical gear, you know, with the tactical uh, ballistic vest, with the heavy plates, tactical helmet, I don't know, night vision. They went to the store and found it was operating in violation of the executive order. The officers told the owner about the restrictions and that curbside delivery of retail goods would be coming soon. They asked her to stop her current operations in compliance with the executive order, blah, blah, blah. She said she would comply, but she did not agree with the need for those restrictions. However, this is what bothers me. On Tuesday afternoon, she did not open her store. She just went online. Yet Somerset County prosecutors reviewed the case and then they were she charged she was charged on Wednesday because after eight o'clock you see the governor of New Jersey who's also the supreme leader just like in Pennsylvania Governor Wolf is the supreme leader the governor of New Jersey said no one should operate after eight o'clock and I guess she was showing online products from her craft store in a closed store by herself with one other employee that was distanced and somebody called in and said they're in there and they're not wearing mask and i thought you know what this reminds me of and i know we have people in this audience that know these organizations uh syria 1964 remember the police group that helped change the government over yeah doesn't that remind you of that or in east germany the stasi remember them the stasi or stasi that the secret police group, you could go to the Stasi and you could sell out your neighbor and you'd get extra stuff. Like if you ratted out your neighbor. Yeah, I just saw Bob. He was uh, doing some extra work so he could get his kids tennis shoes. Where's my extra cheese, Mr. Government Man? And the Soviet Union. So <clears throat> that's an actual story. You'll see the video. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I wish it wasn't, you know, it would be funny. If it was a Saturday Night Live skit, think about it. Think about how funny it would be if that was an SNL skit. Someone called in. They reported a woman working in a closed store videotaping things she's selling. And then the police come in and say they're going to shut her down. That would be kind of funny. But that's how it works in most blue states. And if you live in a blue state, you know. It's open line Friday. We're about to hit a hard break. But we are going right to the phones when I get back. 800-282-2882.
Ken Matthews in for America's Anchorman. And I do want to remind you that Rush will be back Tuesday. But we have a lot to talk about today. And and uh, I want to know uh, also what what are your Memorial Day plans? I mean, did you did you get a permission note from your governor to memorialize people? It's a crazy time in America. It really is. By the way, the judge in Oregon ruled that their restrictions are invalid. By the way, I uh, thank you for listening to the Rush Limbaugh Show. It's open line Friday. A moment ago, I was talking about the Stasi. Uh, it is the Ministry for State Security or State Security Service, commonly known as the Stasi, was the official state security service of the German Democrat Republic Republic. Uh, well, they called it Democratic, but there's not really a lot that's Democratic about today's Democrats. But anyway, um, it has been described as one of the most effective and res- repressive intelligence and secret service police, secret police agencies, excuse me, secret police agencies ever to have existed. Now, this was the group, and I think this is where people like Obama and hardcore leftists get this. This was the group that said... Um, You know, if you really care about your country and your family, you'll rat on people that are doing what we say not to do. And have we not already heard that from some of the highest profile leftist governors, whether it's Whitmer in in, uh, Michigan or Newsom in California? You see someone not wearing a mask, let us know. Call the police. And I think the craziest stuff, uh, and if you just go on the Internet, you will find... Video, uh, audio, it really is, it's widespread now. The fact that people accept this behavior, they accept police chiefs saying, look, if you see someone that's not socially distancing, you call 911 and we'll respond. I'm like, where were you during the gang wars? That's crazy. I love it when a cop says, If someone's trying to work, we'll take action. That's the best line in that whole article in New Jersey. If someone's trying to work, we're going to take action. If illegals flood the border and opioids are everywhere and gangs are jumping in high school kids by initiation in states deep into our heartland by killing them, well, (laughs) but you better have a mask on because we're going to take Action. Now, I know everybody that went to the academy for law enforcement didn't expect this ridiculousness, but you'll be amazed at how many cops on these tapes say, ma'am, sir, I'm just doing what I'm told. I just I'm just following orders. Boy, does that sound familiar. 800-282-2882. Back to the churches very quickly. Michigan, only 10 allowed. New York. Governor permits 10 people at religious gatherings. (laughs) Minnesota, governor allows 10 people in the church. California, I think they've actually closed some churches there. Yeah, the Department of Justice is warning California Governor Gavin Newsom that his plan to gradually reopen the state discriminates against churches. Well, look, every leftist knows you can discriminate against whoever you want except leftist. Think about that for a minute. As we head into Memorial Day weekend, the violations of our Constitution that are being accepted and what scares me enforced by law enforcement. Now, I don't know how the whole law enforcement dynamic works as far as orders and chain of command, but in the military, and I know there are 
a lot of veterans that listen. Maybe you can weigh in on this since it's open line Friday later in the show. Don't you have the right to disobey an illegal or unconstitutional order? I somewhere I read that I could be wrong. I, I never served in that capacity. But if let me know, because wouldn't the police have the same? Maybe not. I don't know. I guess it just depends what township you're in or how leftist your governor is. But this church thing is really sad. I think this is one of the saddest things. That and the school shutting down the schools. 800-282-2882, The Rush Limbaugh Show. Dave in St. Louis. Dave, you're on the EIB Network. Hello. Hi, Dave. Hi. Uh, Ken, you were talking about the churches. The reason the churches are being attacked by the left is because it's a campaign move, because people who go to church tend to be Trump supporters. They don't care about their lives. They are carrying out a campaign operation. Businesses, independent business people, tend to be Trump supporters. That's why they're attacking them and shutting them down, because they tend to be Trump supporters. It's simply for the campaign. They don't care who lives and who dies. This is for the campaign. The only way to get Trump is through the economy. Church people, economy. That's what they're doing. It's horrible, but that's what they're doing. Well, it's interesting. Thank you for calling, David. It, it, you bring up a great point. The pattern is there. I mean, I know if you're if you're a Democrat driving down the road and you're shaking your head, you know, well, I care about the people. Well, chances are you do. But I got to tell you, the strategy of the Democrat Party leadership, it's not looking like that. It's just not looking like that. Uh, the, the fact that worship and God is a target and other places are not. And then this new wave has just come out. This new wave of, they're saying there's going to be a, a another wave of COVID. I don't know if you've seen the map. I'll see if I can find it so I can describe it. But I call them panic maps. And they put the panic maps out. Usually late, mid to late week, uh, I'm sure the strategists decide, okay, Regarding uh, people and level of control, where do you think we are? You know, we're five months out from the election. The media probably has a meeting. Everybody has a meeting. Uh, what would keep people on edge this weekend? Because, you know, uh, there's four or five states in the northeast corridor of the country. Their beaches are open. But our dingbat governor, Governor Tom Wolf in Pennsylvania, said, don't go to those beaches. It's just you can't you can't win for losing. The beach I have a friend that's a doctor, or more than one, but one that I talked to COVID a lot about. He said the beach is probably the best place you can be. The wind, the ocean, the salt, the sand, the distancing. But what does he know? He's a doctor. It's not like he's Joy Behar. Back to the phones we go. John in Bethlehem. John, I understand you are a nurse. Welcome to the Rush Limbaugh Show. I'm on the front, I'm on the front lines. How are you, Ken? Good on the on the front lines and and right around the corner from uh, my other studio. Welcome again. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a, a rough ride, but you know, taking the precautions has you know helped a lot of people. I myself ended up getting it um, in the early part of April. It was ten days, and I was back at work. Um, my wife ended up getting it for me. Don't say I don't share. Unfortunately, she had a rough time with it. But uh, I understand there's some new guidelines from the CDC not worrying about wiping things up. And I can agree with that. We don't have to. And the masks outside is, are ridiculous. 
that's something I never understood, and maybe you can shed some medical expertise on. I don't understand the mask outside concept at all. Well, going by what I heard a a researcher from Cornell University say, you would need to be in an enclosed room with someone who is actively infected and and febrile, I mean, have a fever, uh, for at least 15 minutes to a half an hour to become even close to possibly being infected. The transmission rate that way is extremely low. The way of transmission, the way I got it, it was touching something that I ended up introducing into a, a mucous membrane. It only takes one tiny short mistake, and it happens. And that's really where the number one danger is. And for people wearing masks everywhere and gloves for hours at a time at a drive through is just ridiculous because if you've touched something that was contaminated, you're now going to be spreading it all over the cash register and everything else you touch, you're better off throwing it off and washing your hands every 15 to 20 minutes. Well, isn't that the standard form of transmission for most things? You 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 have it on part of your body and it touches, uh, you know, eye, nose, mouth, and that's how it, that's exactly, whatever it may be. That's exactly right. It's a it's a mucous membrane trans uh, transmission. And as the viruses don't generally live long, some people say it's three hours, I'm not sure, um, the chances of picking up a bottle of soap at the store and then infecting yourself is relatively low, if infinitesimally low. Of course, now we're finding out uh, you pick up a uh, thing, a hand sanitizer at the store, it could blow up in your car at the right temperature. So <laughs> what? that's it. They just put that out. That's true. Yeah. Hand sanitizer can explode during the summer months. So I'm thinking it. this is standard. Most Democrat policies explode during the summer months. Well, and also, too, there's some information coming out from Dr. Fauci that, you know, is, certainly isn't 100% accurate. For example, meeting people on Tinder uh, is safer. Um, I tried that. Um, I did that clandestinely, and she shut me down when I started talking about the new dry dock at Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I did that for Ken. Sorry, folks, if you didn't catch up to speed with that. <laughs> but, and that was, in fact, a joke. I am happily married. But I think people need to relax now, and they need to step back and not worry so much about being outside with masks on is ridiculous. And even in transient open spaces inside vestibules and inside a quick store, I don't really think it's going to be that much of an issue. But well, I'm I am the expert. Exactly. And I but I do appreciate. Thank you for calling, John. And, and John is a nurse in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And um, but I hear I hear this and I get this just like you. You may hear it as well. You listening, you may hear it from neighbors and what have you. I've probably gotten more anonymous emails over the last several months like please don't mention my name but or i work at this hospital but please don't i i've gotten so much data that is exactly what john just said i i've gotten data from doctors i've had people email me i'm an er nurse i've been doing this for 31 years and and i'm i'm reluctant because the last thing i ever want to do as a broadcaster, is endanger someone. So we're always reluctant to say this doctor said this and that because you don't want to confuse people. But the bottom line is, I don't know who's confused people more than the CDC, the National Institute of Health, or the World Health Organization. I mean, mask on, mask off. The masker. 
I'm Ken Matthews, in for Rush Limbaugh. Open line Friday on the Rush Limbaugh show as we head into a very historic Memorial Day weekend. For so many reasons. Uh, first of all, the weeks, don't they seem longer using the COVID calendar? It's like an eight ancient calendar from long ago, isn't it? It's like, well, uh, is it 78 hours for one day or 92 hours for it just feels like every week is a month. Every month is a year. So we have this three day weekend where every day our rights will be violated by our government, which should be responding to us. So. You better not go to that restaurant that you like on Saturday, and you better not go to that church you like on Sunday. And the last thing you want to do is be taking some Boy Scouts out to a military cemetery on Monday. So just make sure you get a get a note from your Democrat governor so you continue so you can continue to live in the land of the free, in the home of the brave. Quick updates before we go back to the phone, because it is open line Friday. The the guy who recorded the killing of Ahmad Arbery in Georgia, you know, the two, two guys were in the truck, and they got out of the truck. Uh, he was black uh, in his early 20s, and you've, you've seen it and heard it, right? Uh, well, he's been arrested and charged with murder. Yes, the guy that recorded it. He's charged with felony murder and criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. That's the latest development in that case. By the way, Tara Reid, who no one on the left will believe because she's accusing a Democrat. That's usually the pattern. I mean, all women should be believed unless, unless they're going after a Democrat. Anyway, the law firm is no longer representing her. Now, I find this troubling. I, first of all, that's probably going to hurt her, even though they put out a statement. I don't need to read it, but the gist of it is us no longer representing Tara Reid is no indication of uh, her, you know, credibility or etc. They basically said, we're not doing it because we don't, you know, believe her. We're just, so what do you think happened there? I mean, my gut tells me, because law firms are filled with lawyers and lawyers lean left. Uh, and there's too many lawyers in government. <laughs> Something tells me that some lawyers called some lawyers about the lawyers and said, if you don't want a lawyer on your lawyer, butt, you'll get rid of this case quickly. But I could be wrong because I'm not a lawyer. 800-282-2882. Back to the phones we go. Carrie in Houston, Texas, you're on the Rush Limbaugh Show. Houston, Texas, we're a specialty manufacturer of chemicals for the petrochemical industry. And we are rolling out our new uh, anti-COVID disinfectant heavy-duty degreaser just in time to hear the CDC come out with their new guidelines that says, oh, by the way, you don't have to worry about that service anymore. You can't pick up any germs or bacteria. I call it bull. And I say they've been wrong on everything it, up till now. What makes them think they're going to be right on this one? They're probably run by the same deep staters that run our uh, Justice Department. Well, <laughs> let me tell you, it's interesting because you're in Houston, Houston. And I got this uh, story from CBS in Dallas where they were talking to um, a Dallas firefighter 
And the firefighter said, it's flammable and it's an irritant. That sounds like Joe Biden, doesn't it? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. an irritant. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and when it's venting, and if it's venting in a small space like a car, the vapor is released and it can cause an explosion. So the, the Texas Department of Public Safety shared a photo of an exploded door caused from hand sanitizer. So that that's where, so I'm wondering, do you think that there might be a product out there with a different mix or recipe than yours that would be risky? Well, honestly, our products are all environmentally safe. They're safe for the environment. They're safe for the user. This particular product is completely safe. There's no warning labels on it whatsoever. You can wash your hands in it. Then you can dilute it even uh, less and go degrease your shop floor with it. The whole wow. time you're killing bacteria within 60 seconds. We just got the lab results last week. And we're so excited about this product. I'm telling you, we have the largest petrochemical companies, I'm not mentioning names, on board with this. And then wow. you're going to trust the CDC to say, nah, you don't have to clean those services after all. Well, I think oh, the man. real the real test of it is, and I'm so glad you called, It, you know, can it be used as a dessert topping? Because in this day and age, we need the we need the flexibility. 800-282-2882. And do not use any type of hand cleaner as a dessert topping. I just realized that if you didn't understand that, you know, like if you're in the news media, do not put it in your mouth. We'll be right back. Hour two of Open Line Friday coming up on the Rush Limbaugh Show. My name's Ken Matthews. And a ballot stuffing arrest in philadelphia again coming up hope you're having a good day hope you're getting through the covid and there is a new map a new panic map that has been released earlier this week you may have seen the economy fighting to come back i know unemployment numbers were up but the stock market went up a little bit and uh, despite what all the experts said, uh, the president using or taking hydroxychloroquine for two weeks actually helped him uh, because it, it gave him credibility that he's a guy who, if he believes in something, he's not afraid to use it. And that kind of blew up the whole narrative of why isn't he wearing a mask? He's so reckless. Well, first of all, as far as hydroxychloroquine, he's using an FDA-approved drug. He might be using it off-label. The term, I'm told, by not only a pharmacist but a doctor just means he's using something that can be prescribed, that is prescribed for things like malaria or lupus and three other things, I believe. And he's using it because he saw data, legitimate data, and... Uh, what's the other word? Anecdotal. He also he also took he took them both, and he said, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a try," and he did it. And it actually, as much as it freaked out the news media, it sent a signal to everybody. And think about this: whether you agree with the president or not, it's almost like he's saying, "Look, I don't expect you to try something that I wouldn't be willing to try as an American." I thought it gave him more credibility. 
Now, full disclosure, I voted for President Trump. I'm going to vote for him again. And I think Joe Biden's an idiot. So that's the full disclosure. But I also think most of our government tells us to do things and makes suggestions that they never have done or never will do. Whether it's a senator or a congressman or whatever. And, and that's a real issue. And when you look around and you see all these major institutions losing credibility in our country, you're hungry for people that are credible. That's why I always I always get a kick when you see someone like Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi and they have a hard hat on and they're out with a shovel on some new project. But this happens with everybody, right? And you see that and you go, man, you'd last about an hour on a shovel. Then your hands would be shot. Your back would be shot. You'd get workman's comp. But so it's refreshing to see someone like um, President Trump do that. I remember I had uh, Eric Trump on my show years ago was the election year, right before the election. And uh, he was telling me uh, Eric Trump is uh, very, very pro gun. As you know, President Trump is pro gun. The family is he's a sports shooter. He's he's also uh, he's a marksman, too. He he can shoot especially with the long rifle. And we were talking guns, which pleasantly surprised me because you don't know if, you know, where people stand on things. But he also brought up the fact that in their teens, all these, the the Trump family learned all this construction stuff in their teens, like how to drive a, a backhoe and a caterpillar this and a, a the, the bulldozer that. And they learned all this stuff. So when I hear something like that, I say to myself, oh, one more thing I can relate to. Someone that's been on a construction site. It's kind of like the way veterans can relate to veterans, which I am not. But, you know, veterans relate to veterans and people that have seen combat relate to people that have seen combat in a in a in a different way. Now, I'm not comparing this to a veteran at all, but I'm just saying that a president that talks about what have you got to lose with hydroxychloroquine and then tries it himself and he looks healthy as a horse to me at the moment. I think he gained points. The media is angry because he went around them. The media is always angry at President Trump because he goes around them. And back to Philadelphia very quickly, which is right down the road from where I'm in my bunker right now. Philadelphia election judge and Democrat Party official pled or pleaded guilty yesterday morning to stuffing ballot boxes in favor of Democrat candidates in the following elections, 2014 2015 and 2016. Now, here's how they did it. This is what I want to share with you. And this is why we have to be so uh, vigilant as we go into this next election and not buy all this garbage that voter ID is racist and we have to have all mail-in ballots. While collecting thousands of dollars in cash, they made the changes So the elections judge and the Democrat Party official, they collaborated with an unnamed Democrat consultant slash lobbyist. Prosecutors said an even broader conspiracy extends beyond the two that were charged. So the the lobbyist comes in, he gives you a cash to change the ballot. Now, they did it on three different levels. Or four different levels in three different years. They did local, municipal, federal, and state in 2014, 2015, and 2016. That's just in Pennsylvania. By the way, 
uh, note to self, we still turn the state red <laughs> uh, in 2016. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Philadelphia won Thursday's guilty plea from Judge DeMuro, who served as a judge of elections responsible for overseeing a polling place during voting. DeMuro was also a Democrat Party ward chairman. Here's how he did it. You give him 5000 bucks, and he makes the votes go where you need him to go. He rings up the votes for the political consultant's clients. I'm just pointing that out to you because, you know, if you talk to anybody from Barack Obama to Joe Biden, this never happens. And if it does, it's probably for Trump. Wrong. Statistically, it falls on the Democrat Party. Do both parties do it? Yes. Statistically, Democrats are masters at it because they run the unions, the big unions, and they run the big wards around the big cities in blue states. So it's just something to think about. This happened yesterday. You can Google it. But I'm, I find it amazing that here's $5,000. I need you to just uh, make sure that this councilman gets elected, this state senator gets elected, or this whatever. That's scary. That's scary. And the fact that the Democrats never, ever, ever say, oh, this is terrible. Uh, we know it happens. They either say it doesn't happen or it doesn't affect the race. Well, if it doesn't affect the race, then why are you so concerned about having people show up at the uh, at the ballot box? They keep closing polling places. Have you been reading this? In blue states, they're starting to slowly, and they're using COVID as an example, to eliminate voting locations. On top of that, there are several states that want to make it mandatory that the vote is mail-in. And on top of that, and this is in Nancy Pelosi's latest uh, aid scam, the COVID money scam, she wants to make uh, voter ID illegal. So we don't want to identify people. They don't have to show up and vote. Wow, where are we headed with this? Speaking of Joe Biden, here's a quick update. Got to share this with you. It's funny. You can always find the Democrat candidates or candidate on late night TV with a goofball or on some popular morning show in a major city. It's hard to find them near any serious news. Have you noticed that? Listen to what Joe Biden says about you voting for Trump if you are a black American. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. Cause it's I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has- see, if you have a problem figuring out, if you're a black American and you're voting for Trump, you ain't black. The former vice president of the United States just said that. And you're hearing it on the Rush Limbaugh show because we pulled the audio off a top 40 urban radio show, I believe, in New York. Now, think about that. That should be front page news. Think about who gets the headlines and who doesn't and what they're about. That should be front page news. Can you imagine if Donald Trump said that? Now, Donald Trump says things that are actually factual. It just frightens a lot of middle-aged white liberal men like He says to a black audience, what have the Democrats done for you? He says things like, I don't care if you're black, 
man, woman, Latino, Chinese, I don't care. You're American. All Americans should rise up. He says things like that and people call him racist. But Joe Biden says you need to figure out because if you're black and you don't vote for me. Oh, wait, it gets better. Here's a couple of medical experts on marijuana. This is the host of the show, along with uh, Dr. Joe Biden. We got to give people a chance. You know, Vice President Biden, I've read some of your black agenda and you say that you would decriminalize marijuana. What's the difference between legalizing it and decriminalizing? Because they're trying to find out whether or not there is any impact on the use of marijuana, not in leading you to other drugs, but what it affects. Does it affect long term development of the brain? And we should wait till the studies are done. I think science matters. I think we got decades. I think we got decades and decades of studies from actual weed smokers, though. Yeah, yeah, I do. I know a lot of weed smokers. I know a lot of weed smokers. We got decades and decades of potheads saying that THC didn't affect me. Affect me. Affect me. It really didn't. 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 THC is uh, extremely damaging on developing brains from age thirteen to twenty-five. The research proves it. No one wants to talk about it because it's politically incorrect. I'm talking about THC. So I just found it fascinating that a guy who loves pot is asking a guy who hangs around with potheads and they're talking about pot policy, but they're not doing it on uh, News Sunday. They're not doing it on a news platform. And that's something else I want you to pay close attention to. Watch where and how the left showcases its candidates let's see we'll do ellen uh and then we'll do the tonight show and then uh, you'll go on the price is right yes that'll get the thinking voters all in line with you 800-282-2882 very quickly before i forget under normal circumstances a memorial day weekend like this one would have millions of us traveling away from home for a couple days at a time it'll be that way again don't worry Because this is America and your home should be properly protected when you're away. Rush has the solution for that. Open line Friday on the Rush Limbaugh show. In for America's anchorman, my name's Ken Matthews. Rush will be back on Tuesday. Don't forget, when you go to RushLimbaugh.com, there's a section where you can express your well wishes in your notes to Rush. It's called Special Notes to Rush. Just click on that tab at RushLimbaugh.com. Just send him a note. And uh, you can also put photos up there. There's a section on RushLimbaugh.com that's awesome. All these ditto, ditto heads uh, from around the country. It's a great slice of Americana as we head into Memorial Day weekend. And uh, hopefully your, your governor is not a dictator and you can freely assemble or speak openly or even worship the God that you'd like to, according to the Constitution. Probably not the case in a blue state, but I'm sorry, I didn't vote Democrat. Two naval bases have been targeted in the last six months. Had to bring this up because I, again, just like when the Pensacola thing went down and we found out in the case of Pensacola, uh, this was uh, somebody from training on the base with permission. And they, and they also, it escapes me now, I'm, I'm almost positive they were... Uh, a Saudi citizen, but don't quote me on that. But they, they were a citizen here training with Americans. This is the six months ago in Pensacola at the Naval Air Base in Florida. You remember the, the Americans that were killed. I still don't know how this guy was able to buy a gun, but he was. So 
that, again, I, I can't help but wonder if political correctness is still crippling our ability to effectively vet people uh, from other countries where there's politically correct friction, if you know what I'm saying. You know how uh, President Obama and it started under Bush, actually, and, and President Obama took it to the next level, started to purge some of the manuals and training uh what do they call those modules started to purge the modules of certain terms so you couldn't say uh islamic terrorist you could say um you could say white supremacist terrorist you could say militia you could say honky cracker terrorist but you couldn't say islamic terrorist uh you couldn't say violent uh muslim extremist all that was scrubbed and i think this is left over and the vetting process I think it's gone too far in the other direction. So someone says, oh, look, here's a guy from Saudi Arabia who wants to train with Americans on a military base. And he wants to live in our community in Florida. And he wants to carry a gun legally. Well, you know, I don't want to be called. I don't want to be called politically incorrect or racist. So uh looks good to me. Now, that's a slight exaggeration, but. How the hell did he get on the base? Okay, and then we just had another situation in Texas. We're getting more information on that. And I just, uh, and he also has ties to terrorist organizations. So my question is, why is it that when I was a substitute teacher for a couple years in Pennsylvania, I was vetted better than these killers were? I mean, they went back 30 years on me to be a substitute teacher. I'm not kidding. They really... They went deep. They went. Plus, there was drug testing. And I've been a proponent of people in the United States Senate and the United States Congress. They should be drug tested on a regular basis. Well, why would you do that? Have you ever listened to Nancy Pelosi speak? They all should be drug tested on a regular basis. There should not be a, a, a vetting process that they escape. In fact... They should be vetted better than anyone because they're legislating laws. They're making laws. Just a thought. 800-282-2882. It is Open Line Friday, and I do have a hard break coming up, but you folks standing by, thanks for your patience. We're going to hit you right after the break. I just hate to start you off, and everything gets all exciting, and then we have a hard break. But coming up, we're also going to discuss three of the key facts and I think a lot of people will agree on this, why we should reopen now. Well, I certainly hope that you are, you're planning to have a meaningful Memorial Day. Um, hopefully you're going to do what you want to do. If you want to worship, uh, if you want to have a cookout or a barbecue, it, it's amazing how ridiculous it is. And I don't know how many more times we could say this. You hear everyone say it. Did you ever think 10 years ago, and then they fill in the blank what, with whatever is happening now? You know, people getting fined for not wearing a mask, people getting arrested, they're taken out of their business in handcuffs because they open their business. And sometimes they don't even go out on the street. That, to me, is the most frustrating thing. I completely agree, and I have since the beginning, if you are going around being intentionally reckless... There should be a level of penalty if you're being intentionally reckless. 
Like if you're the guy in the grocery store without a mask who's... <laughs> okay? All over the, the flowers and the fruit. But if you're keeping your distance, and if you're treating people with respect and courtesy, and all you want to do is open your store, you don't even want to leave it. You just want to sit there on the sidewalk and say, hey, I'll be out of my sidewalk. Come on by. Tell me what you need. I'll run in and get it. And the fact that you cannot do that in states, it's an outrage. It, it truly is an outrage. But I, that doesn't mean I don't believe in taking precaution. And that has been the biggest misconception in that, in that standard liberal fare. You take a tiny little bit of fact, and then you combine that 7% of fact with 93% of BS, and then you can make comments like, the president doesn't even care if people get hurt if you open up. And, and you know that's ridiculous. He, he, he does, and we've watched it. I urged people earlier in the week, compare the numbers of Florida and New York. Compare the numbers, the demographics, the nursing home dynamic, which, if you notice, never was an issue in New York. I'm sorry, uh, in Florida. It was an issue in New York. It was an issue in Pennsylvania. It was an issue in Minnesota. It was an issue in uh, Michigan. What do those states have in common? What do the blue states have in common? Besides poor leadership and a lack of competence, they went into the covid with weak economies or debt or pensions that were breaking the backs of major cities in in places like California or uh, Wisconsin, Ohio. What do they have in common? And and I know Ohio has a, a Republican governor, but he's a rhino. So. And rhinos don't count. They don't count as if if you're a if you're a Republican governor and you're trashing uh, Donald Trump every day, then you're a Democrat. That's the truth, because if you look at President Donald Trump's track record. Politically, policy, legislatively, not that he legislates, but you know what I mean, you'll see the direction it's going in. And heck, it's going more Republican and conservative than in the last 25 years. Another mistake that the, the news media made. Very quickly, I want to I want you to hear, this is uh, Megan McCain. She was talking to Senator Tim Scott. And I, I thought it was a good question. It was a good question. First of all, I, I'm not going to play the beginning where, where Dr. Whoopi Goldberg, one of the great American thinkers of our time, Dr. Goldberg tried to trap Senator Scott and say, oh, I just read a survey that... Uh, 36,000 people would still be alive if Trump acted 4.3 days earlier. What do you think about that? Should those deaths be on him? And, you know, Senator Scott, Tim Scott from South Carolina, was brilliant with his response. He said, look, I don't Monday morning quarterback at halftime. We're all Team America, and here's what we're going to do. And it's interesting because Chuck Schumer will say something like that. Chuck Schumer will say... We're all together, and then it'll just start ripping Trump. But rarely do you hear Republicans, when they get cornered on these shows, they come out, but they don't attack the Democrats. They don't attack Biden. They just go, look, I don't even want to go there. We're all one country now. We're all fighting this together. And then Megan asked this question. 
those assuming President Trump is doomed in 2020. Just last week, Democrats lost a seat in California for the first time in 22 years, and they lost to a Republican who embraced Trump in a district that Clinton carried handily in 2016. What is it about the president that you and many around the country see and that the media seems to continue to be missing? I think the, the answer to the question is that most often the media is not talking to anyone in rural America, and they're certainly not talking to someone uh, in South Carolina that's a Republican or most independents. Uh, frankly, his support is without any question, uh, at least where it was before in those states. Uh, I think in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, it's a, been a bit of a roller coaster, but the enthusiasm numbers are significantly higher for President Trump over Vice President Biden. There's 53 percent high enthusiasm for Trump and about 24 percent for high enthusiasm for Biden. When you take those numbers and you expect a pretty strong recovery as we head into the summer and into the fall, you will expect that this race will be very different than most of the prognosticators think today. But I said that in 2016 when the New York Times called me and asked me to explain the day before the election why Trump lost. And I said, I think you hadn't been to South Carolina and you certainly hadn't been to Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Uh, it was pretty clear to me that most people uh, were, were, were in a different position. I think that, again, COVID has been the great exposure. It's really opened up people's eyes to things that conservatives, like myself, perhaps you, I know Rush has been exposing this for decades, but rarely does the entire country have an opportunity to see all at once how incompetent leftist progressive leadership is. You know, everybody's... uh, And my heart goes out to people in Michigan with the floods. It's horrible. And and what you know, what a what a spring they're having You know, covid, uh, the economy and now this flooding, which is horrific. It's 10 feet in some areas. And um, but understand that there's no way, unfortunately, for the Democrats, there's no way you can connect this to Trump. He had nothing to do with the dams failing in two locations. He had nothing to do with COVID-19. It started in Wuhan, China, which the Democrats and a lot of people are still defending. They still favor China over Trump, which is bizarre. And then you had the economy in places like Illinois and Michigan. And you had cities that were crumbling, like Detroit, the crime in Chicago, Los Angeles falling apart, Seattle, Washington falling apart. A lot of this stuff happened before COVID. And I think for the first time, people hear Trump being attached to this and they go, wait, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Now, you've been picking on this guy since 2015 and I'm not a big fan of his tweets and I don't like his uh, his hair. But you're wrong on this one. I think this is what will be the straw that breaks the camel's back as far as, you know, look at Cuomo, look at the things that come out of his mouth. Look at what these governors are saying about you. I mean, we've been called cowards. We've been called, oh, my God, in, in, in Chicago, they were calling you racist if you wanted to reopen your business. I actually heard someone say, well, if you cared about black people, you wouldn't open up your business because you're risking. What? Do you know how many small business owners are people of color in this country? This is the most successful environment for anyone. People of color, 
any gender, any religion. It's the most successful place on earth. Why wouldn't you want to let them thrive? So people are getting a good taste of what's going on. And it's hitting everybody. It's hitting everybody in the wallet. Not not to mention the tragedies in hospitals and nursing homes. This is the Rush Limbaugh Show. Let's go to uh, Lynn in Pittsburgh, PA. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Hi, Ken. How are you? I'm feeling good all under and happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you. Can I give a quick shout out to Rush and just tell him how much I love him? Mega dittos, mega prayers, and also to all of our veterans um, overseas and home. Thank you so much for what you do. And um, obviously, President Trump, love you, man. Keep going. Anyway, my call was about I work. I go into rehabs with my business, and you can see that they are the, the weakest of all people um, with this COVID. I'm no longer allowed in because all of them are shut down now. But I find it funny that all the blue state governors, um, well, not all of them, but, you know, our governor, um, along with the other ones that you mentioned, would send people into COVID-19 people into the rehabs and nursing homes. And if anybody wants to look up Saul Alinsky's doctrine, eight steps to topple a nation and create a socialist state, the first one is health care. Control health care, you control the people. And as we know with socialism, they feel that the elderly are a drain of resources on the state. Um, so I just find it funny you could see which state's Love everybody, red states, try to keep them safe. And I just find it kind of, you know, suspect that these blue states were sending COVID people into the weakest population. I don't know, call me crazy, but that's that's what I've seen. And um, on another note, and I don't know if the other blue state governors are doing this, but I have a very good friend who's a police officer, and I got a call saying that... Um, I guess you know that some of our bars are allowed to sell mixed drinks now, but you can't open them until you get home, whatever. But yes. Governor Wolf had just sent something out to the different uh, police stations and in, in boroughs uh, that I guess I don't know if it's just this weekend or from now on, but anybody that writes a ticket gets $25 towards their, their um, county, borough, whatever it is, their jurisdiction. So they were told, my friend's um, chief, but told them to write as many tickets as possible because that's going to be bringing money into their area. Wow, that's, so that's a great... Thank you for calling, Lynn. That's a great place to leave it, and I can't help but one uh, compare this. Uh, if you're a student of Soviet history, the the different areas would reward you if you were willing to penalize your neighbor. You'd get extra cheese or... You'll get extra rations or you'll have a better job, but you're going to have to go after your neighbors and help help us, the government, keep them in line. It's pretty scary, but it's happening across the country in, at, in some form. And if the news media did its job, you would not be the only person to know this. People listening to Rush or other talk radio or doing your own research. The whole country would know. But understand, if you only watch or listen to a certain thing, you're not getting this unconstitutional update and all these violations and the people hurting. All you're getting is it's Trump's fault. 
We'll be right back. Open line Friday on the Rush Limbaugh show on the EIB network. I'm starting to get a little excited uh, about the Memorial Day weekend. I have a three-day weekend, uh, like many of us do. And, uh, of course, Rush will be back Tuesday. My name's Ken Matthews. Thrilled that you're tuning in and uh, enjoying your nice comments and emails and the awesome calls from the best audience in radio. really means a lot to us. Three facts uh, that I want to throw out there very quickly about uh, how millions of Americans including the president of the United States, has come to the conclusion that we should open up. And I will say, um, this is just my opinion, don't let people panic or fear you into uh, this next wave of pandemic. And it, I know that sounds crazy to say, but it just it's so easy. When things are going well, to go, you could go on national news heading into a weekend and say, well, bad news, another wave's coming. What do you mean? Well, according to Al Gore, uh, New York's going to be underwater by 2003. So this is the, this is the game. This is the game. You, you get kept off balance. There's panic. There's fear. Obviously, a big narrative on the left is hate. You get a lot of us hating each other. You want you want to get as many people hating each other as you can. Then you step in and both sides are weaker. But this just this is so disgusting now that we're we're ramping up the next killer wave. And none of the numbers point to that. Well, what about what about the new cases? They're just doing more tests. That's all. And does anybody, when you see this on CNN or NBC, does anybody ever say, here's how they've rated the cases. Uh, 49% are mild, uh, 30% are moderate, and the following are, no, of course not. Because numbers are designed to frighten you, especially unknown numbers. So here's the facts I want to point out. The total deaths being attributed to COVID-19 are not always accurate. And what that means is they're inaccurate. They're not always accurate. So where do we see this? We see it in blue states. We see it when the CDC changed its methodology. We see it when, I don't know about in your state, but I had coroners calling me on the radio station in my state and saying, I don't know where the governor's getting these records, but I work at the morgue and this is not what we're seeing. So, number one, not always accurate. Number two, the deaths may be spiking. The death rate may be spiking because of the shutdown. How do we know this? Well, we have the proof now. Nursing homes and wrong decisions about Isolation, containment, and the nursing, the whole nursing home dynamic. You don't take people that have something that you claim to be the deadliest pandemic on earth and say, why don't you go hang out with people that are really vulnerable, elderly, have uh, comorbidities, pre-existing conditions, upper respiratory issues, and Alzheimer's. Why don't we just send the COVID people there? And nobody would do that, right? Well, you'll have to talk to blue governors about that. 
blue state governors. So those are the, those are two biggies, right? The death count is not always accurate. The death spike could be from the shutdown. I happen to believe it is. All the data isn't out yet. And third, virus deaths are clustered. The majority of counties in the United States have zero death. We'll take your calls and continue on Open Line Friday on the Rush Limbaugh Show. Coming up, the Rush Limbaugh Show Open Line Friday. The timing is incredible. Dr. Deborah Burks just announced new hospitalizations, new hospitalizations for COVID have dramatically decreased over the last 30 days. And over 2% of the entire population has been tested. And there you go. See how the facts line up. Well, hello there. Always good to be back. Guest hosting for Maharashi. The number's 800-282-2882. And uh, you know it's a big day. It's live from New York City. It's Open Line Friday. Yeah, what he said. 800-282-2882. Uh, big topic, obviously, today. Uh, CDC guideline changes, COVID-19 updates, and the uh, socialist takeover of the greatest country on earth by blue state governors and leftist candidates. But other than that, it's uh, <laughs> anything goes. Illinois, uh, Illinois Governor Pritzker, I have to share this with you because I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, he, I'm going to quote him. He just said, da, 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 da. he said he wants jail time for business owners who violate the stay at home orders. See, he mandated hefty fines and then he said, and even if we have to put you behind bars and that's not behind the bar that's closed where you have to social this is prison and am i the only one that gets a kick out of a guy with chicago in his state threatening to put people that go back to work in jail this is what's crazy about this whole thing and then the cdc Center for Disease Control, at the top of the show, I was sharing with you that, and I'm quoting them, new guidelines, COVID-19 virus does not spread easily from contaminated surfaces or animals. Well, thanks. Thanks for uh, revising that. Thank you so much. Now that I've spent $842 on cleaning material and our houses have never been cleaner, I don't think I've ever seen grocery store shopping cart handles glisten. Like, have you noticed that? You know how grimy everything usually is? And this is no reflection on the people that have carts. I'm I'm just saying that, you know. But now it's like people are actually cleaning the cart probably more aggressively than they're cleaning their own bathrooms. The CDC made other key changes to its website, clarifying what sources are not major risk. Under the new heading, the virus does not spread easily in other ways, the agency explained that touching contaminated objects or surfaces does not appear 
to be a significant mode of transportation. What? So even if the surface is contaminated, that changes the whole dynamic for Joe Biden's campaign, which is built around him coming up behind women and smelling their hair and touching their neck and their shoulders. This is a whole new dynamic now. He doesn't have to wear gloves. Maybe he will get out on the campaign trail. Robert, Roseville, Michigan. You're on the Rush Limbaugh Show. Welcome. Uh, first and foremost, I just want to give you a quick uh, uh, warning. Anybody who may have a COVID patient in their family and they have life insurance on them, make sure that the death certificate is accurate because if it's linked to COVID-19, your life insurance may not pay out. If it's a secondary diagnosis, push to make sure that what actually killed them is what's listed. Really? Um, now, where, where did you where did you hear that, Robert? What's that all about? I actually heard that about three weeks ago from a lawyer show here in Michigan that a lot of people are not being paid off because the pandemic is an exception under a lot of life insurances. Oh, that's right. They probably call it what a national something, national disaster yeah, or catastrophe. Act of God. There you, <laughs> you know, go. The act of God. You think? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, one time anyway, when yeah. leftists. That's one time when leftists believe in God when they don't want to pay out something. Yeah, they, the only time it believe they believe in God. Yes. Uh, about eleven uh, in two thousand eight, I I started attending college here locally in uh, the Detroit area, and. I noticed that about 2009, they were adding all these hand sanitizers. What's this for? You know, and they well, the swine flu, you know, H1N1, all that stuff. And uh, so somewhere around that time, I decided to look it up. The CDC had uh, research that, indeed, you know, once once an airborne virus of any kind touches a flat surface, it becomes inert, functionally inert. So unless you're touching it and immediately sticking your hand in your mouth where it gets to the mucous membranes, you aren't even going to get an infection. And even then, you're not getting enough because it's not getting in your lungs. You're not getting it in the respiratory tract. So, uh, and as with any, basically with any, was aware of tests done several years before that where they would see several people at a table and they would put plexiglass between them except where they could play cards. And one of them would have a raging cold and he would get cold virus all over the cards, tested the cards, cards would get cold virus on and they would play cards. Nobody ever caught a cold from the person with the cold because the atmospheres were separate for each player, even though they, they made sure that it got on their hands. Uh, and that test was redone well over a dozen times because nobody would believe that mother and grandmother were lying to you when you were a kid. Well, when you were a kid, you were constantly sticking your hands in your mouth. Mm -hmm. Well, that's part of that. That's part of not only the, the herd immunity concept, but it's the building up your immune system. Look at what babies yeah. do. Babies crawl around the floor and uh, right. mom turns around for one second on the phone and, and babies licking mommy's shoe or, or the bottom of the vacuum mm -hmm. cleaner and the kids grow up healthy. Yeah. So it, it's, you, you isolate your kid from ever getting dirty and the kid is always sickly. 
Yeah, because he doesn't have the system built up. Well, that's what some, several of the uh, – thank you for calling, Robert. I appreciate it. Several doctors have – and they were banned from the – from social media and i and i to me that it was so terrifying to see these doctors you've probably seen them they're from a clinic out in the uh sacramento area if i'm not mistaken roughly i i could be wrong could be bakersfield i'm not that familiar i've never been to california so uh but they had some very comic commonsensical approaches and they talked about the fact that all these people that are isolating themselves from the real world atmosphere and everything's being cleaned and sterilized 24 7 they're uh, changing gloves cleaning the doorknobs wiping the pen down the pencil the copier that when things get back to quote normal every single thing living everywhere is gonna find them because they're not going to have any antibodies to beat it. Now, this is what they said, but they're not the only people to say that. This is classic common sense thinking throughout the world. And if it is so wrong, why would you ban it? Why, why not just, for example, if you are a major news network, why not have those doctors on on a panel with Fauci and some other doctors? Maybe have a town hall. Why don't you have doctors that can debate? Have a bunch of people that went to medical school, a bunch of people that studied viruses, virology from around the world, and have them hash it out. And here's my theory on why that doesn't happen. Because the more information you and I get, the less fear we will have. That's with anything, right? What happens in a dark house? You hear a crazy noise and it's pitch black. The loud lights are out. It's pitch black. Versus the lights don't go out and you hear a noise. There it is. It's that simple. And I just don't understand why there's this big blackout on anything that goes against what has now become. Now it's official. This is a Democrat narrative. Now it is official. And all you have to do is look at the pattern of blue states, look at the economy, look at the, the medical data, look at the fact that Florida is the most transparent in their data. And I learned this before uh, the governor, who's, by the way, did you know Governor DeSantis is a member of the Freedom Caucus? I'm doing a little plug for the Freedom Caucus here because we need more people like the men and women in the Freedom Caucus. They are about... Freedom and DeSantis has always been in Florida. They've been the most transparent. He demanded it. Every bit of data and information and demographic information and severity of the COVID, you can access it in your county. I found this out from my brother who sent me a link because he heard me on a show in Pennsylvania one day talking about how hard it is to get any information from Pennsylvania, and I'm sure you're experiencing that from, you know, Minnesota to California to Oregon to New York. And because they're blue states. You have to you just have to look at the pattern. It's no longer some wild conspiracy theory. Just look at the evidence. Who is managing it the best? Red states. What what major cities are complete? debacles 
with homelessness, sanctuary city, illegal immigration, drugs, debt, economy, unfunded pensions. Oh, yeah. And COVID-19. They're all run by predominantly Democrats. So you can whine all you want if you're a Democrat, but that's those are the facts. Republicans and conservatives did not run Baltimore into the ground. Nothing against Baltimore, but somebody ran you into the ground. And it wasn't me. And it wasn't Donald Trump. So when you see it now, three months after Operation Scare the Living Hell Out of America so they'll vote our way, three months after that started, now you see the patterns. And Dr. Burks, she... I couldn't believe that 15 minutes after I shared that bit of information about inaccurate deaths and things of that nature, she just came out and said hospitalizations are drastically reduced over the last 30 days. And that's one thing you don't hear about. You hear people in the news saying, and I know locally we hear it all the time. I'm sure you do in your state. In the, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania today, there were some several hundred and blah, 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 352 new cases. Okay, are you going to tell me the severity of the cases? Nope, not in Pennsylvania. Are you going to tell me who went to the hospital? Nope, not in Pennsylvania. Are you going to tell me who were in the nursing home? The cases, not the deaths, the cases. Nope. Because if we break it down, it gives you, the viewer, the listener, the voter, the taxpayer... The information you need to make intelligent decisions about your own life and your own future. If I keep that information away from you, then, like people that support Joe Biden, you're forced to rely on the experts. Like Joy Behar, Don Lemon, Michael Moore, and Whoopi Goldberg. That medical panel. I'm Ken Matthews in for Rush. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Rush Limbaugh Show. Thank you for that. My name's Ken Matthews. It's Open Line Friday as we head into Memorial Day weekend, hoping that our governors give us permission to worship God, assemble with our families, and uh, eat in public. Oh, gosh. Please, please, leader, please give us position, permission to travel freely among our own countrymen. Hopefully, we'll see. Depends if you're in a blue state. Very quickly, I'm, I'm looking at some of the uh, Major League Baseball proposed coronavirus rules. It's I, you can't make it up again. Thanks to COVID COVID nineteen, uh, most newscasts resemble Saturday Night Live weekend updates, which people stop watching, unless you're doing a Trump thing. Uh, limiting players' movements. Members of the traveling uh, baseball team may not leave the club's hotel and should not congregate in public. That's one. Uh, controlling the infielder's movements when the ball is out of play or between pitches, fielders are encouraged to retreat several steps away from the base runner. <laughs> this, there's another one here, too. Uh, and you know the other stuff. Uh, you've probably heard this already. No fighting, no spitting. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things you cannot drink in the dugout. You're not allowed in the dugout. Uh, and when you're in the dugout, you have to... Uh, socially distance, and because the stadiums are empty, because what better way to crush an economy heading into an election than to take sports out of it, right? So people will, that are not due to play or to be on field in that inning, they'll sit in the stands right above the dugout. 
So you only have essential players in the dugout, and they have to be social distancing. No, I'm of course I'm serious. This is serious stuff. There are geniuses across this great nation, in the Democrat Party in particular, that have implemented this cluster. Shutting down the stadium's amenities. So, I have never been on a smelly bus ride with Major League Baseball, but I was on a few smelly bus rides coming home from games in high school. So now, you're not going to be able to use saunas, steam rooms, showers, and a variety of other amenities at the stadium, which is what a lot of guys do. You want to shower and change and then head out of it. Now you're all going to be doing it at the hotel. And remember, when you're on the bus, you can't be sitting next to each other. There, there you go. It's become a joke. I know. It has. Some other good news, though. I don't know if you saw this. President Trump cut illegal immigration, the strain of illegal immigration on hospitals, by 94%. And then I saw... Uh, This was last week. I saw a press conference. Maybe you saw it. And uh, the president had the director of immigration, or I'm not sure of the title. It could have been Border Patrol or whatever. And for the first time in history, they turned around people and redirected them out of the country as quickly as they came in. I forget what the numbers were. I'm going to throw out a rough number. You'll have to check it yourself. It was like a thousand people tried to get in in this one sector. And for the first time in history, within hours, almost 900 were turned back. Which is, that's an incredible rate. And then, you know, the other ones were questioning whatever. But I, I love the fact that President Trump is delivering on this promise to get a grip on illegal immigration. Because that's something that the news media never covers unless... They can say kids are drinking out of toilets and Donald Trump is killing people. Unless they can say that, they don't even cover it. But keep in mind, it's still a big issue. And something else no one will tell us is how many people here illegally, or what I like to call PHIs, people here illegally, how many of them have COVID-19? Just a thought. 800-282-2882. Cindy, uh, Dearborn Heights, Michigan. Cindy, you're on the Rush Limbaugh Show. Hi, um, I wanted to say that people are equating viruses with bacteria. Um, viruses are much, much smaller than bacteria. So these ads on television for masks will state that they filter bacteria with no mention of viruses. So, you know, this is a big scam right there. And then on another note, I'm in Michigan, and we, um, on, um, on the news they just gave from Lansing, a paper's been published apparently, that 96,000 deaths, COVID deaths, are due to the fact that the patient was put on hydroxychloroquine. And, you know, of course, I'm in Michigan with Gretchen and um, Dana. And so, of course, this crappy uh, paper would come out of our Lansing, um, Lansing, Michigan. So Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. uh, thank you for calling, Cindy. You know, they have to discredit hydroxychloroquine because it came out of Trump's mouth even though the FDA has approved it for close to 40 years. The question I would have with that study, though, a legitimate question is, uh, are the comorbidities listed, pre-existing conditions, and the health 
the overall health and age and gender of the individuals. That is a big component in death, is it not? It's like last week when they said the 100-year-old widow of John Glenn died due to COVID-19. I guess somebody missed the fact that she was a century old and nobody mentioned any other conditions that they had. 800-282-2882 is the number. It's open line Friday, and I want to remind you, you can go to RushLimbaugh.com. It's really cool stuff on there. But more importantly, you can write a personal comment or note to Rush. All you have to do is click on Special Notes to Rush, and it's at RushLimbaugh.com. And while you're there... uh Check out the Limbaugh letter and check out how you can subscribe to Rush Limbaugh 24-7 and get all, all the good stuff. Open Line Friday continues next. Very quickly, I, I have to give, I want to give a shout out to the folks at uh, the National Navy SEAL Museum in Fort Pierce, Florida. And the, and the reason I'm mentioning that, it's a really cool place. I don't know what the current hours are. The last time I was there, I took my sons there in May of 2014. And the reason I know this is because the photos just popped up on my Facebook page. You know how they bring back the memories. And the, the memories just touch my heart because now both my kids are as tall as me. They're definitely taller than mom. Uh, they're 16 and 19 years old or soon to be 16 and 19. But I took them there. And then I, uh, in 1990, for my wedding... The day before the wedding, I took the guys in the wedding party to the National Navy SEAL Museum. I know it's geeky, but let me tell you, it's one of the coolest military museums. There's so much hands-on stuff. And uh, so if you're ever in the Fort Pierce, Florida area, which is about 90 minutes north of maybe you're visiting uh, Rush Limbaugh. Maybe you're hanging out with Rush. And you say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go sightseeing. Well, 90 minutes up the road in Fort Pierce is, it's on, uh, it's on the beach there on the other side of the jetty, is this incredible Navy SEAL museum. And they have all these pieces of history that you saw on the news. Like they have, you know, Captain Phillips? They have Captain Phillips, uh, that little capsule, that the rescue capsule he was in when the SEALs, if you saw the movie or you read the book, you know, the SEALs shot him. It was an incredible shot. They shot the terrorist in the thing and rescued Captain Phillips. Well, that actually is sitting there. You can see it. And a lot of other cool things, too. So I just wanted to give them. There's so many wonderful people, both volunteers and working around the country to showcase our great military history. Not not just the SEALs and the Navy, but Army and all over and I never miss an opportunity to get to one of those or take my kids to one of those. Uh, And Memorial Day weekend, I thought it was good to give a little plug. But if you're in that area, check the website, see if they're open. 800-282-2882 is the number. It's open line Friday. Uh, We're going, speaking of Florida, we're going to Sarasota, Florida now. Here's Woody. Woody, you're on the Rush Limbaugh Show. Hey, yeah, our great governor today, uh, just okayed youth activities for the youth so they can play soccer or baseball, but I guess it's too dangerous for those major league uh, baseball players to play, huh? Isn't that funny? I mean, it's amazing. I guess the kids are going to be excited. Yeah, they'll get to play, but those millionaires, they'll sit home. 
That's crazy. I don't know. Do you think a Major League Sports will ever come back? Uh, sometime when they get broke. <laughs> <laughs> they spend a lot of money. <laughs> now, in Sarasota, you are you near, you're near a, a base, right? No. You're not? I thought you were. Oh, that's Pensacola. My mistake. My mistake. Yeah, there's well, McField up in Tampa. Got it. Got it. Well, I appreciate you checking in, Woody, and I hope you have a meaningful uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Stephen in Edgewater, Maryland. How are things in that blue state? Uh, it's um, Well, let me get straight to the point, like you said. Um, my question is, what do you think about this? I think we have a fortune... Uh, a fourth branch of the government emerging called the health and science branch. And they're the branch would, that's not elected, and they've decided uh, that we would uh, hide like cockroaches in a refrigerator until they say it's safe to come out. They've not been elected. There's not been a, a vote cast. There's not been a bill passed. There's not been uh, an election, not a shot fired, and we're all like hiding everywhere because these people say that, you know, we're in danger, and then they're already calling for another wave to come. Um, I think we have a fourth, a fourth branch of a government that uh, we can't really, I don't know how to, how to fight against that. What do you, I, what do you think I, about that, Ken? I think, you're, I think you're right on point, and at, when experts and uh, bureaucrats, if you can create this air of credibility and legitimacy around them, they will supersede the Constitution. It's interesting that you mention that because all these uh, governments that we reference uh, socialism, communism, whatever, and you, you know, we reference South America and uh, Cuba, this is, these are all governments that just certain countries in South America, obviously, not all of it. But these are governments that collapsed, but they all had these panels and commissions and these, as you said, unelected officials. And it is shocking that a doctor or a researcher can come in and pull rank on on people that we elected. And something that jumped out at me that you said, but... I've said it before. My dad and I were discussing this last week. I said, isn't it amazing how much control the left was able to get without firing a shot? Just like Stephen just said. We all, we thought, many people thought, well, that's never going to happen. You'd have to roll in here with armored vehicles to shut down the economy. <laughs> no, you don't. You just have to say, ooh, you'll catch it. You can't go to work. And then a week later, they'll say, wear a mask. And then two months later, they say, you really shouldn't wear a mask. And at the very beginning, they say, don't touch the counter. And then they say, well, you can't catch it from a counter. You're wondering when people are going to wake up. It's crazy. But again, not to belabor the point of history repeating itself, but history repeats itself if you let it. And most people don't want to do the heavy lifting to prevent it. Especially if you're getting goodies. So if someone says, okay, we'll give you an extra $600 to stay home the rest of the summer. Now your boss calls, and this is happening all over the country, and the Democrats aren't talking about it. Your boss calls and said, great news. We just got permission from our great leader in whatever blue state, fill in the blank. 
and we can have you come back to work. What do you say? Well, not you if you're listening to Rush, but what does the person say that says, that starts believing this is awesome? I like staying home, eating Fritos, playing Call of Duty. This rocks. And I get an extra $600 because it's from the government. You see, they believe it's from the government, some of them. But we know where the money's from. I've never seen such a Ponzi scheme in my life. You thought Social Security was a Ponzi scheme? This is an incredible Ponzi scheme. We're going to take your and my great, 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 great grandkids' future (laughs) and everything in between to buy votes in the next five months. There's not a bank on earth that would let you do that. But Congress will. So it is amazing how we got to that point. The decisions, and this is why, for the people who don't understand the shutdown movement, the reason I think uh, people don't understand it is if you've given too much credibility and too much importance to, quote, experts... So if you believe an expert can outrank the Constitution, then you are going to be anti-shutdown. I think it's just the opposite. Because throughout history, experts have been full of you-know-what. I believe Rush would use the term excrement. That's what experts... Now, you could also argue, well, throughout history, elected officials have also been full of excrement... Well, yes, but they're duly elected and they're constitutionally elected. When you just bring in, when you bring in Bill Nye, the science guy, and you believe he's a scientist because he put the name science guy in his, in his title, and then he goes on a science channel. Well, not only is that bizarre, but that shows you how gullible we are. Well, Bill Nye, the science guy, says that the, the CO2 from my dog is making it really hot um, in the desert right now. And we believe it. We believe it. Just like you believe Al Gore. There's a whole bunch of people that think Al Gore has some special knowledge or something about global warming. No, he doesn't. It's just an agenda. That's all it is. Do your own research on all this. And I keep, I I just want to show you how, um, or I just want to call your attention to how the COVID-19 expert citizen dynamic pretty much mirrors the climate change expert citizen dynamic. Um, Anybody who disagrees with man-made global warming is banned, censored, ridiculed, They're called deniers of some kind. And anybody who disagrees with we need to shut down the entire planet because China released a virus, well, you're banned. And if you're a doctor or a scientist on the side that pushes against the mainstream narrative, which is embraced lazily by the media, then you're targeted or ridiculed. Open line Friday, winding down on the Rush Limbaugh show on the EIB network. Just a reminder, Rush will be back Tuesday. America's anchor man resting up to further detect the truth. Think about where we would be without talk radio. Rush Limbaugh being at the helm of the entire movement 
with the truth. Think about that. Think about if we only had cable news and nothing else. We, we'd all be walking around sounding like Hollywood actors and actresses. We'd all sound like Alyssa Milano giving a lecture. 800-282-2882. Ken in Fort Pierce, Florida. Wow. Welcome to the show, sir. Mr. Matthews, how you doing, sir? Many great ghettos. to Same to you. It's great to be here. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I was. I just got in my truck and I had it on and I li- and I was listening and you were talking about the Navy SEAL Museum. I said, "Wow, that's fantastic!" As I'm the assistant director down here at Fort Pierce at the Navy SEAL Museum, and uh, I guess you came through in 2014 with your sons, your family. Yes, I'd been there numerous times before. I even took my wedding party there in yeah, 1990. That was before you expanded. Now it's you've got so many great exhibits in and out. Absolutely. We put a lot of money from great donors and great great Americans that support us. As a matter of fact, we've hosted Catherine uh, Limbaugh, as a matter of fact, to the museum. And uh, her uh, Rush has, hasn't been able to make it up, but uh, we've certainly invited him. And um, they're, they're great supporters and have supported us. Uh, with our obstacle course that we put in. So we've got, you know, they're great, great folks. Uh, uh, but it's, it's, uh, and I want to invite you back down as well. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely planning. I'm planning a trip this year, believe it or not, before the end of the year. My folks live in Port St. Lucie. So, uh, oh, but I make, yeah, I make it a point to, um, get my kids to those things. I, I also took them to the, uh, Intrepid Museum, the aircraft carrier in New York City. Yep. In New York, so, absolutely. Yeah, so there, you know, I'm not a veteran and neither is mom, but these, my young men will have a good understanding of the value of what you all did, so. Well, would lo- love to meet them. Love, love to meet you in person one day. So, uh, I'd definitely ask for us, uh, Rick and Ken, uh, he's the director. I'm the civil rule retired Massachusetts, and we'd love to meet you, and, uh, it'd be great to host you. Super duper. And you're a former SEAL, right? No, I was in the support arena, but, uh, but my, uh, I spent 27 years in the SEAL team. You know, I did all the, wow. the, you know, skydiving and the repelling and jumping Woo! all that. So, yeah, it was great. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, retired uh, after 32 years in the Navy. And uh, my, uh, my boss is Rick. Rick, he's the uh, director uh, down here. We're both retired Master Chiefs. And uh, we've been down here six, seven years and really taken uh, the museum to the 21st century, if you will. So, uh, well, we're very honored to be able to do this and represent our community. Uh, and it's, I think uh, we, we invite everyone to come. We're open. Uh, we, we're open back up. We open Tuesday. Uh, Excellent. You know, so we're, we're ready to go. Well, sir, I, it's an honor to have you call the show. And God bless you and, and the other men and women that uh, will be uh, memorialized and recognized on this Memorial Day weekend. I'm so glad you called. And uh, proof once again that uh, everybody's listening to the Rush Limbaugh Show. We'll be right back. Wrapping it up. Thank you so much for your great calls and your emails on the Rush Limbaugh Show. My name's Ken Matthews. Rush will be back on Tuesday. Now I'm all energized to go back down and see my folks and go to the SEAL Museum again. Did Did the music just end? Oh, yeah, it did. That's okay. I got frightened there for a second. So I want to remind you, though, it would be a great weekend to go to RushLimbaugh.com and leave a message for Rush. You'll see the little message slot. And there's also photos. And I think this is such a great way to communicate with your fellow Americans and, of course, communicate with 
Mr. Limbaugh, especially now when he's taking time off from time to time to undergo these treatments. But he will be back Tuesday. So check out both those opportunities. Have a safe and meaningful Memorial Day weekend, and God bless. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Hear fascinating animal stories to explore wildlife across the globe in Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife. Starting March 15th, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.